0: welcome back to inspire our nation with me caroline morgan During the pandemic, lots of people completely turned a corner and started new businesses, new careers, or creatively reinvented themselves. That's definitely the case with my guests today. I have with me ex-Yell band member Daniel James and Melissa Whitehouse. They teamed up to release their version of the mini Rippington track, Loving You, which is fabulous. They've joined Inspire Our Nation today to tell us all about their journey. Welcome. How are you both?
1: Very well, thank you. How are you, Caroline?
0: Oh, very well i just want to say congratulations to both of you because you were you reached number one on the new music listeners charts and you made it to the heritage charts last week with the version of loving you how does that make you both feel
2: absolutely well, it's, my third, it's my third track this year that's gone into the heritage chart so for me Ooh. i'm absolutely jumping for joy because you know both my last two um, earlier in the year and in the summer got in the top 20 so i'm hoping that loving you might get into the top 10 so I'm jumping for joy. I know Melissa's thrilled. Um, and it's the start of a fabulous journey with the track, you know, between now and Christmas, hopefully.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to dive into that song in, in just a minute because I want to know, know more about it. But first of all, I just want to hear a little bit more. And I'm keen to know how long you've both been working together and how you both first met.
2: Well, I first met Melissa at Nomis Studios. I was in Yale. And our manager, Jeff Chegman, had an office in the building. And I don't know whether you know, but Noma Studios was one of the best um, rehearsal studios in town. And it was where everybody who was anybody, I I don't know what we were doing there, but basically all the big guns were there. And we'd go into the cafe and you'd just be sitting opposite, you know, one of the Rolling Stones, you know, or Paul McCartney would walk in and Jeff had an office. And Melissa um, was working as a runner. And I'm going to let her take over the story.
1: It was my first uh, music industry job um, as a music runner and um, I got introduced through a mutual friend to Jeff Cheguin who was looking after Daniel and um, obviously that Yale had just launched and uh, we got talking didn't we when uh, we were at Nomes, which um, was many moons ago.
2: Sandra Marshall who was Sandra Marshall then she's obviously a married lady now. Sandra yeah. was running the Yale fan club, fabulous girl Sandra. She was a mate of Melissa's and um, she introduced us and We kind of just hit it off. You know, Melissa's always been full of energy and enthusiasm and I was encouraging her to do some writing and we've always stayed in touch, whether it was regularly or loosely or whatever. And Mm. we kind of did some work together many moons ago and we did a rough version of Loving You and we didn't do anything with it. And then lockdown came up and I started writing again. I never thought I'd, I mean, I'd been in the industry and I came out of the industry because I... The ending of Yell was so painful for me, so difficult for me. I didn't think I'd ever record a song again or write a song again. It was only in lockdown because I was away from my family. I was in London on my own and I used to go for walks every night. And I suddenly started to write songs again. Genuinely never thought I'd ever do it again. And over a period of several months, I I wrote some songs and then released them. And my whole life has just gone full circle. I'm now back you know, working as a recording artist again. And Melissa always keeps in touch and she kept in touch during the time and said to me, should we do some writing together? Over to you, Melissa.
1: It was. It was fantastic. Just, it, it was an amazing time, as it was awful as it was, with what was going on in the world. I think it was a time when people reflected and stopped, and and you realise that you haven't spoken to certain people, and you want to kind of like get creative, but you're kind of restricted because mm-hmm. you're in lockdown, and you think, well, what can can I do? So it was great because I'm obviously kind of like a full time singer songwriter as well with them being um, published with other artists that I've been currently working with. And literally we were two weeks into lockdown and I was pulling out my hair and the phone rang and I had the opportunity of of writing for somebody who had become a finalist in um, X Factor, which Mm -hmm. opened up a huge, of kind of songs and ideas and everything. And and whilst going on that journey, I came across a lot of the works that me and Daniel had kind of been working on as well. And it was just a time to reflect and pick things back up that had been left on the shelf and and Loving You was one of those tracks. And, And it made me think, why did we not do something with this before? Um, So when we finally kind of got talking again on the phone and and kind of the excitement of kind of getting back into the studio.
2: How much have we done on Zoom, though, and and all that kind of thing? Oh, my God.
1: It's life changing, isn't it? Because you always had to travel to London. And and obviously, most of the works that I have done, um, especially with works that have happened in Europe, have all been done across on Zoom, which is just phenomenal to think that you can now write a single across the year. Yeah. it's It's amazing it's amazing amazing. what you can do it brings people so so closer together
0: i mean you've both had very similar experiences within the creative industry slightly different routes you've taken to get you here i mean melissa you've been in the the tv industry for over 15 years you know you've been the media break you talked about was first in mtv starting programming so how have you gone from that to be a singer
1: well, what happened for me was it was always singing was my first love and obviously wanting to break into the music industry was kind of tough as you've got to get your first break. So that's when I started at Nomis. And then I got um, a kind of opportunity to kind of go into a competition, which was with um, Capital Radio, which was a songwriter, uh, songwriting competition. And I came second. It was Songwriter of the Year and I got down to wow. the second place, which was amazing. That gave me some TV kind of exposure. And then I got my first management deal and then ended up in a, a girl band where we done the kind of tours and things. Yeah. And then um, the heartbreak of the band splitting up the the normal kind of stereotype industry thing that happens. And then I thought, I need a serious job. I need to kind of get my first house and things. And, And I kind of got the opportunity to work at MTV. And learnt the ropes um, in lots of different areas of the industry and then mm-hmm. I got headhunted to go over to Capital Radio and got to work with Richard Park which was just a life-changing thing for me because um, obviously who Richard is and, and obviously the influence he has on the industry to see how he worked day to day so I was actually his personal assistant for over two years and that put me in good stead for other things and launching my own recording studios and, and having my own businesses And then I thought, actually, I want to get back to being back on stage and writing. So it's been a bit jumping back and forth, to be honest. But it's been an amazing experience because I've learned from Ground Roots, absolutely there we are now which is brilliant Brilliant.
0: it really is it really is and you both mentioned sort of getting back into the industry having your challenges your ups and downs. Daniel you mentioned earlier on as you didn't know if you were ever going to get back into the industry after you know you've been in this the band Yell from back in the 90s lots of people know who Yell is some people don't you know but you were very successful and you were signed to Simon Cowell's label at the time is it fanfare?
2: the most amazing time Mm. flying all over the world you know number one in Japan top 10 in several countries top 10 in the UK I wouldn't have missed it for the world I mean it was just the best experience and I started writing songs again and it was just it was fabulous but it didn't end in a very nice way Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes Mm -hmm. bands kind of drift apart sometimes something horrible happens and somebody ends up on their knees and that's what happened to me and when you say I didn't know whether I was going to come back Honestly, Caroline, it wasn't that I didn't know. I had no intention of coming back in the industry again. I was working as an actor. I was yes. doing vendors, doctors, casualty. I was doing all those kind of things. I'd been working in LA as an actor. I'd been working in New York as an actor, doing an off-Broadway play, did some TV in LA. I can only say, as most people did, apart from people who made millions through, um, through having contracts for certain things for the government during lockdown, yeah. I, think nine, I think 99.9% of the, the whole world had a horrible lockdown. And um, I hated it. I mean, I was incredibly lonely. It was the most miserable time. But who would have guessed that somebody who, you know, been a pop star in the 90s, would suddenly start writing songs again. And, and then they would go in the heritage chart, and then Melissa and I would get together. I mean, it's just been the most amazing time. And it all started going for long walks in the dark on my own. Because if you remember in that first lockdown, You know, you were only allowed out once a day. Yes. You weren't allowed to go out with anybody. So I would be totally on my own. And literally, nobody was on the streets. Mm. I would walk around the streets of North London and have walked for miles. And literally, nobody was on the streets. It was the most eerie thing. But the strange thing is, with all the calm and the silence, because there was hardly any traffic on the road. Something must have happened in my brain and it just reverted back to something years ago because when I used to write songs years ago, I used to always do it when it was quiet and something happened. I suddenly started writing songs about and Set Your Spirit Free was the first song I wrote and that was about our emotions during lockdown and our hopes for coming out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And then I write Don't Lose That Girl about a relationship I'd been in and I released them both. And as I say, loads of local radio stations just went bananas and played them. And it. I woke up one morning and I just thought, what's happening I I sent a couple of the tracks to Jeff Chegrin, my ex-manager and he was just as gobsmacked as me you know. Do you know that's wonderful
0: and you're absolutely right you know during lockdown I set up my podcast during lockdown because it was just being connected again and like you said having that time to yourself and just really being able to be still and think there's no chatter there's no nothing going on you just things can be created out of nothing but being peaceful but I'm so glad that you both you came back and you found each other because now you've recorded this version of Loving You by Minnie Rippington um why did you choose that particular song though we both yeah. loved
1: it yeah yeah we, and I think when we've been in the studio and just singing tracks and things, and when you're kind of doing takes between different songs and things and kind of warming up, we'd sing the song or whatever. And one day we were just like, we should do something with that. And Daniel was like, that's a bit sacred. You you can't really do that. It's such a wonderful song already. And I was like, yeah,
0: you have That'd be great. It if
1: we morning. could. So we yeah. really needed to be careful in our approach of of how it was gonna be done because we didn't want to upset anyone. But so far, so good. It's had a really good positive response. And, And I think we put our own spin on it as well, which is great.
0: It grabs me and I love it. And it just, I can just sit there and listen to it play and it takes me, it does take me away. But when I saw the video, I was like, wow, <laughs> that's where it was, that's where it was taking me anyway. I hadn't seen the video. I heard the song I was like, now that
1: makes sense. Where was that filmed? I was actually out in Thailand that the um, actual f- footage was done and um, we were meant to be kind of hopefully going on location but unfortunately I had um, a, a riding accident oh, and yeah. uh, broke my back just before we were due <sighs> to actually do the video so um, not only did I have lockdown then I was literally locked down I couldn't move oh, um, So, thank goodness for Zoom
2: calls. I know, not to run
1: along a beach. beach. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so that was that. But uh, hopefully, if if there's more to come in the future, we can actually get on the next location shoot and, uh, and enjoy the warm weather, which would be very nice at the moment.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And is there any more plans for you to both do any more together?
2: To be honest, we actually wrote a track ourselves called The Key just after the lockdown period, and we, we, we wanted Steps to record it. We, we sent it off to Steps and it came very close to being on the new Steps album. We got to wow. about like the last 15. So what we're gonna do is revisit it and maybe unstep it. But when you yeah. play it, everyone I've played it to are like, oh my God, that'd be brilliant for Steps. And I said, yeah, everybody thinks it apart from Steps. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I think what we need to do is unstep it, because it's a really good pop song and a really good dancey pop song. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in the studio, untangle it, and then maybe look for another home for it. We've got a date for the studio, haven't we, Melissa?
1: We certainly have in a couple of weeks. That should be fantastic, and no Zoom calls. We'll actually physically all be in the room together, which would be brilliant. Oh, how soon. exciting! How we've exciting. missed our producer as well, Lee Gollage. He's he's um going to be there too, hopefully, <laughs> to press all the buttons <laughs> and help us create the magic. But uh, oh. as Daniel said, the the song was just so near for the Steps album, but um, unfortunately, with obviously the standard of the people that were writing for that as well, it, it was a tough call. So we were just very kind of blessed to have got that far with it but um as Daniel said we will de-step it or unstep it and and just (laughs) see what comes out of it sounds good so in terms of people that inspire you who who inspires both of you and, and why Oh gosh there's so many artists. I, th- I think to be honest I-, I could obviously name lots of very well-known artists but when I had my music production company and studio I had so much new talent mm. coming through as well. I think it's just been inspired by music generally especially after lockdown because there's so many talented artists using the platforms o- online and um, you- you're getting to see so much new talent come through and um, so oh, god it's a really hard question what do you think Daniel?
2: Well, I'm pretty old fashioned. I'm, I'm a big Marvin Gaye fan. I'm a big Gamble and Huff fan. I'm a big fan of the Philadelphia sound. So I love all of that. Burt Bacharach, real old fashioned traditional songwriters in the pop genre. But mm. then up to, and it might sound corny, but I love what's happening now, you know. I, I do this radio show on 365 and what I do every week, I look in the American chart and just see what's doing really well mm-hmm. and you know, you can't get away from, from Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. and you just, you have to admire how they churn them out the yeah. only thing I'll say is, you know, Melissa and I write and we write with Lee's, you know, Lee's in the studio with us, Lee College but when I look at the, the songwriters and the credits on some of these American tracks there's like nine people sometimes or 12 people and yeah. it's like can you imagine the, the split, the financial split for that? Wow! I'm just, glad, I'm just glad it's me and Melissa and Ling. I was, we wouldn't, you know, we'd be two pound fifty each and us <laughs> going on.
0: I'm moving back into uh, the, my mum's. Mark <laughs> <laughs> times I've moved back and forwards as a performer or a singer, back to my mum or dad. Sorry, I've, I've got. I need to. I need to move back in now for a little while. <laughs> <or> <laughs> I'll well, get myself together. Insane.
1: Yeah, I think Honestly. this is why I've been um, such a butterfly through the industry because you have to go with the moments. And I'm sure the you same with acting and whatever, one minute it's all happening and then you're trying to get that next gig and then it stops and you think, God, I'm running out of money. And then right. the, the twists and turns, but as much as the highs and lows that you get, you don't, or sometimes, well, I didn't realize at the time when I was much younger is, is it's the key really to everything that you become in the future because you have to learn the ropes. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting journey and you learn so much. I just wish I had the knowledge that I've got now and had it when I was 21 years old because, um, yeah, it would have helped immensely. But. But but again, this is the thing, yeah. This is what's
0: fascinating about some of these podcasts and people coming together and talking about these things because it's all about raising awareness, isn't it, for young people? And you're right, mm-hmm. when you're a young singer, you don't know what you don't know, you don't realize that if you just hang on there a little bit longer, um, you know, the money will eventually come. But it's not all about money, sometimes it's about connection, sometimes it's about confidence, sometimes it can be anything, you know. We've all had good and bad I think experiences, it's independence. yeah, independence yeah, as well.
1: So, because- when when I worked with a lot of the artists that came through different channels with um the label they had at Capital Radio obviously there were formulas of how certain things work it's it's that kind of big kind of machine of of how the industry kind of um gets their artists into the charts etc cetera, etc cetera. but mm-hmm. obviously with what Daniel's done recently with Heritage and obviously me kind of like doing this track with him as well we've done this independently we haven't yeah. got a major record company behind us mm-hmm. we've used all of the kind of skills that we've got and contacts that We've got to actually achieve this. And and we're in charts where you've got people that have got these massive machines behind them chucking thousands or millions of pounds at marketing, et cetera. Um, So it's just wonderful to, to know that you can, in this day and age, actually achieve those platforms and things by being independent. And so many people are doing that. And I think... You don't have to be carried away with, I need a record deal. You do,
0: you hear that so much. You hear, I want to be signed to a label. It's all about the labels, that kind of thing. But I mean, how important is, do you think, social media in all of
2: this? To be honest with you, I think social media was an enormous tool for me because when the tracks were finished, I started to talk about them and all the local radio stations jumped on my Spotify and all started to play them. And it was social media that drew me to the attention of other radio stations. Mm-hmm. So I am I will be eternally grateful for local radio stations and for social media. Mm-hmm. I still haven't quite grasped it. I mean, I you know, we've got a TikTok routine. Someone's done a TikTok routine for um, <laughs> a guy. I can't, no, she, seriously, um, uh, mm-hmm. Mark is a choreographer and he's got his dancers to do a TikTok routine. We haven't quite got it up on TikTok yet, only because... I'm a bit naff and I haven't quite got the old TikTok sorted. Hopefully within the next week, we'll have it up on TikTok. But everything else, I think social media is just invaluable because you know what? It goes everywhere, doesn't it? It just goes everywhere. And to be honest,
1: Daniel has actually influenced me more because I was on social media all the time and obviously kind of not so much in my musical kind of areas but kind of friends, family, et cetera. Then I got to a point I thought, oh God, I'm wasting so much time doing this. I need to be living life and not worried about what's online. And then when when we started on the project, Daniel was like, So what's your Twitter? What's this? And I'm like, Oh, I've come off everything and whatever. And he's like, "What? Are, what are you doing?" You know, <laughs> and I'm I'm literally calling him, saying, "How do you Twitter? How do you?" And it sounds really awful for for where I've come from and the people I've worked with, but I've been in this little kind of bubble, so it's been fantastic to kind of learn the ropes and and see the power of kind of posting something. Um, and and how much it can influence and get that return. Back to the other side of the world. We've had amazing coverage in the States with the song on on some fabulous radio stations out there as well. Uh, And within an instance, the the listeners are coming back. I love your song, et cetera. And it's just, it's quite amazing really how much it's changed since the beginning.
2: I've been fortunate that Yale fans from Brazil from years ago. I mean, they're all married with kids now, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> they've been on a <laughs> journey
0: with you. The journey, lovely.
2: Seriously, yeah. and they've all come back and they've all voted on the Heritage Chart, for my two previous tracks, and they're voting for this one now. And it's like, I've reawakened the Yale fans, but obviously new fans as well that mm. haven't got a clue about Yell, And also people think Loving You is a new track. You'd be amazed. That, people, yeah. I've had so many comments, people saying, oh, I love your new song, where did you write it? And you have to, you know, and that's the amazing thing. We've reinvented, well, we have we reinvented. Have. We've yeah. reimagined this track because you can't, you have to be so careful. Yale had a top 10 hit with instant replay. And what we did was we just made it bigger and bolder. Mm-hmm. But with Loving You is so beloved. If we tried to do a ballad, people would have just said, why, when the original is so amazing? So we just changed it made it up tempo I've had some spoken and and another line another little hook makes me feel so good and basically we've just given it a whole new reimagining and like people are just loving it I think because it's so different to the original nobody's comparing it we're very lucky.
0: Absolutely. You've both been in the industry a very long time. And, you know, this is what you do. It's your career. You love what you do. You know, what advice would you give to inspiring singers who want to get into the industry or are in it? And
2: what advice would you give them to keep going? It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't be scared. Don't let your insecurities eat you up. Because I think when you're younger, sometimes, um, on this, you know, you let your insecurities hold you back. You hear these voices in your head criticising yourself there's enough people out there knocking people you know don't knock yourself believe in yourself
1: yeah be mm. honest to yourself as well with your music it's it's always good to take advice and direction but sometimes that advice and direction isn't always the right way and I think when you look at certain artists like Adele and, and, and bigger artists that are doing well as much as they're part of that machine of things a lot of them have got that kind of um, direction where they they kind of have been honest to what they want to do and that's that's what makes them individual and I think Ed Sheeran is a a great example um, from when you listen to his journey in the early days and everyone was literally closing every door saying no it's Mm -hmm. not happening to him going to the states and literally sleeping on someone's sofa etc etc the the kind of stories that you hear but he was true and honest to himself. They they said that he didn't have the, the looks, he didn't have this, he didn't have that, but look how far he's come. Um, I think being honest to yourself is a really key thing in, in the creative process as well. I Love think that. in this
2: country for many decades, I think image was so important for new artists. Yeah. Mm. And I think in the States, if you're an artist that can play an instrument, they respect you for that. I think in this country, it was all, you know, you've got to be pretty, you've got to be this, you've got to be that. Mm -hmm. Whereas across the water, for someone like Ed, who was immensely talented, it didn't matter so much. And I think what you've got to do is, there are so many publishers or producers or managers who listen to your stuff and they might just pick it apart. What you've got to remember is that's just one person. Still believe in what you're doing. Don't be knocked off. Like Melissa said, don't be knocked off your course. Believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's not a career, it's a vocation, really.
0: I love that. I love that. It's so inspiring. I'm sat here listening to both of you thinking, I'm taking so many tips here. I'm writing notes and I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, yes, that's me. It's been brilliant having you both here with me. And tell me, how can our audience get hold of both of you? What's your... What's your social media handles or where can they find you on websites and stuff like that
2: i'm daniel james 1925 on twitter i'm me daniel james on instagram i've got a youtube channel me daniel james and i'm on facebook i mean you know if you go online and just stick in daniel james you'll either get me or the football Obviously,
1: the song is Loving You, which is obviously Daniel James featuring myself, Melissa Whitehouse. And uh, I've got my website, melissawhitehouse.com, or you can catch me on Twitter, which is uh, Melissa White H O one So, yeah, so hopefully, out of all of those, you should be able to find us. We definitely if you will thank find, you.
2: find us after all of that. Then you need your answer. Absolutely. Well, there you go. <laughs> There's something wrong.
0: <laughs> we definitely will. Thank you both for joining Inspire Our Nation. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you so much,
1: Caroline. You. Thanks. Thank you.